Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Causing the Effect. I am your host, Scott Cazzoli. It is a beautiful Thursday morning. It is hot as a motherfucker out here. July 30th, thank you so much for taking the time to to join me. Um, today, we are going to, you know, talk about um, resistance strength training a little bit in a little bit, um, but I wanted just to, to get some thoughts out there first. But uh, before we get to that, um, you know, please uh, leave a like, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, everything that, you know, you could usually find a podcast on. As always, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit of knowledge with you, um, as well as, you know, all the, the positive feedback. It really does mean the world to me, um, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. It looks like some of you are, at least, uh, and I would love to keep this perfect five-star rating on uh, iTunes as well. It really means a lot, so thank you so much. Um, so we're gonna get into the, the nutrition fitness part, part of it, but as everyone knows, uh, you know, it's July 30th, a lot of crazy stuff going out there. The tech CEO conference happened yesterday in front of the Senate. Um, and everybody just seems to be getting a little, uh, wilder as the year goes. Everybody keeps hoping it gets a little calmer, but, um, you know, you're not going to get, I don't like to get too political on this podcast or even, you know, pick sides. So I'm just going to give my thoughts. I really put a lot of th- thought into this last night, this morning, thinking about how I want to word it. Um, and again, I'm just trying to, to have a conversation to make you guys more aware. And, you know, a couple points I want to make here. It's, you, you know, you can't simply fight a, you know, if you want to call it a willful, a willful blindness by just shoving information down people's throats, right? That is why with this podcast, I try to give you some facts and then kind of connect them. I I I believe we mentioned this last week. Um, You have to look at facts like band-aids, right? These facts, and again, whatever side you want to, you want to, you're coming from, these band-aids are going to cover gaps in knowledge, right? But facts will never treat the root of the cause. And, you know, you could email me, we could talk about it more, but I feel the root of the problem is a lack of desire to learn, to change, and, you know, ignorance is, is another way to call it. So I, I feel like that is the problem that, that we're kind of seeing in um, t- today's world. And I hope that, you know, everybody could understand that it's going to start becoming more and more clear and you're going to become more aware of what this, whatever, again, I'm trying not to, not to get too political with it, but there is, an, you know, there's underlying reasons for everything going on in the world. So you, just by, it seems everybody's getting more tribal and, and groupier and, and trying to, you know, pick sides and, and I would say don't do that. Do the opposite. You have to, instead of drilling up into this tribal, this group, you know, again, we spoke about groupthink last week, check out that episode, but you have to really start drilling down to, to looking at people as pure individuals. And if you don't have a viewpoint of personal responsibility and freedom, well, then quite frankly, you're not understanding what this country was built on. So, it, you know, that that's the, the main gist of what I wanted to say. 
that the, these two pieces of being personally responsible for the way you treat people, for the way you view things, instead of getting mad at people for what they did 50 years ago and not responsible for, it's just a little ridiculous and irrational. Um, so that that was kind of bothering me today. And again, everybody's feeling a little more anxious. I definitely am. And I just wanted, I hope you understand what I'm saying um, when I say that, that, you know, the, the way that Americans were built, what, what we said when, when England was trying to, you know, when they were in control of us was, you know, death, death it was either freedom or death. So, and, and as we see all these new rules get implemented and, and more power and, you know, I, I would also suggest maybe staying off the, staying off social media a little bit or, or at least stop feeding this engine of, of negativity and hate and, and yada, yada, yada. But um, I'll leave that at that. I appreciate you taking that part. Okay, I'll get into... Resistance strength training now. Excuse me. As we've gone through uh, some training exercises, this one popped up a little bit. Scott, what's resistance training? And I think it's more coming that there's not going to be gyms, particularly on the East Coast. And, you know, it is probably an easier way of going to a gym. It's quicker. I've been doing pure resistance training for the entire COVID, and I'm looking pretty sexy. So um, it's working. Um, We'll get into it right now. So, what is resistance training? Uh, it's really any exercise that causes your muscles to contract against an external form of resistance, right? Uh, if done correctly, um, this should boost strength, power, hypertrophy, and endurance. I think this is pretty proven by this point, but just want to give you the the pieces of the puzzle there. Uh, what is the external resistance? It could be anything you choose. It could be dumbbells. I've been doing a mix of dumbbells and resistance bands. I believe that's also called tubing. Um, you could even use bodyweight exercises as your resistance. Kettlebells are fantastic. You know, even I've been seeing people on uh, the gram doing like, you know, jugs of water, anything that, that has weight to it, they can kind of throw around a little bit. Um, you know, I wanted to, to go through the little bit of science behind it. Um, you know, this core training, resistance training, and you know, whatever you want to call it, but we're going to call it resistance training at this point. So at the core of resistance training was, um, back in the day, it was the fascination of skeletal muscle in both its morphology and the function of of the, the the musculature, right? So in the 1800s through the 1930s, there were numerous studies done, um, worked by a couple of physiologists, um, Archibald Vivian Hill, as well as Nobel Laureate. Um, they developed the fundamental principles in biophysics that would be used by other, you know, investigators and and physiologists that are interested in the study of of the muscle mechanics and the function needed for applications of what they deemed resistance training, which has become very prevalent. Now, during the 1950s, the uh, the study of muscle function was just starting to really provide an understanding of how the skeletal muscle contracts, stretches, all that stuff. So research in the labs, mostly I believe they started in England, the University of Cambridge, um, and even in MIT, in the United States, we're both trying to define this concept, ultimately called the first. So the first time it was called sliding filament theory, and that was how resistance training was born. So I always like to, to give you a little bit of history, so I'm not just bullshitting you. Um, but that was pretty cool. So just a little bit of tidbit there. Now the 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 pieces of the puzzle of resistance training, it's a lot of benefits. Um, Obviously, I'll walk those. I'll walk you through those. Strength training really does help develop the strength of bones, as as you just saw the 
the skeletal muscle strengthening that was really the start of it. So a lot of people just think it's muscle, but it's also um, making your bones stronger, which is, you know, will limit the breaks and limit uh, osteoporosis. So by stressing those bones, strength training could increase your bone um, density, which is, you know, a little interesting fact that I didn't even know. Obviously, it helps manage your weight. Uh, it helps you manage or lose that weight um, by, by increasing your metabolism. Uh, you know, I, I'm all about the physiology side of it, so it, it is definitely going to enhance the quality of your life. Um, you know, just improving your the you know the everyday movement, building muscle, contributes to better balance, could reduce the, the risk of falls even, um, and really just helps maintain that independence as you 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 get older. Um, it could also you know, in, in my experience, it has sharpened the thinking skills a little bit, and that has been suggested. It's not a fact, but through strength training and aerobic exercise, and again, again I think that's more just when you're working out, you have to be super focused, that that helps through, um, you know, older adults as well. Um, you know, the, the heart, most important muscle in the body, so you know, it definitely has a positive effect on blood pressure. I used to be a high BP person, and it's definitely brought um, you know, brought mine down quite a bit. And again, these are, these are facts that, that were proven. Um, it also boosts your personal life. You know, after 30, um, a lot of men's testosterone level begins to drop. Low levels of testosterone really lead to, you know, uh, serious illnesses and, and just problems that could be an issue. So weightlifting actually is a fantastic way of reversing that process. And it also boosts the serotonin levels in your, um, in your brain. Um, actually in particularly lifting weights, dead weights, um, you know, six months of weekly weightlifting sessions, significantly improved, um, test scores, measuring anger management, um, overall mood and a study, uh, carried out in the university of Alabama. So I suggest checking that out, um, as well. Now I wanted to just give you a couple of like a step-by-step easy way of doing it. I know it seems like some of you are more intermediate. Um, into fitness, but I know there's a couple people um, that are that were just you know beginners, which is totally fine. You got to start somewhere. Um, as a general tip, you really want to start. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. Get off the social media. Don't, don't follow those fitness people. It, I don't think it does any good. Um, compare yourself to um, yourself from the day before. You know, that's kind of my mantra in this. Um, but you know, that goes without saying. Um, the first step I would say is you have to feel comfortable with any movement that you choose to do. I'm going to break down the movements for you, but you have to learn how to control the weight and control, you know, the form is is the biggest key. So don't try to be a tough guy. Do this stuff alone to give you confidence, to give you, you know, focus. Don't have to go to a gym to do this stuff. You know, we can't, we don't even have the choice now too. So definitely feel comfortable with movement and the, the idea of controlling the weight, instead of doing things as quickly as possible, the more tension you have, the more time spent per exercise, the, the more beneficial it is for your body in the long run. Uh, the next step, selecting those best, best exercises. Some exercises are better for building lean muscle, obviously, right? Um, I am a proponent of using all exercises, but again, if you're a beginner, even, you know, even as a, as a beginner, I was always kind of very... Um, weary of doing multi-joint exercise and that is the that's really where you should start it's you know the reason why I don't like them is because they just suck you know uh, there's multi-joint and then isolation exercises multi-joint exercises are basically occurring um, at two or more joints you know these muscles uh, are contracting or lengthening similar to an isolation but you're getting more bang for your buck due to you know 
the 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 movement. That's why they're a little harder. Um, you know, for example, when you're doing a bench press, that's when you're you know you're you're pressing up some weight. That's working the shoulder and elbow joints versus just doing like a fly, which is just your elbows. Uh, even squatting, I always hated squatting. Now I love it, but that works everything: your hips, your knees, your glutes, thighs, everything. Versus just a simple leg extension, just working the front of the the um, the leg. Uh, the next thing is you know warming up, right? So check out stretching, flexibility, all that stuff. I'm, I'm going to go that, you know, we, we know that already, you know, you're a causing the effect member. You got to know about stretching, um, 15, 20 minutes before, but even as you get into your workout, every exercise you do, I would say use five to six different, different ones and split that up between three to four multi-joint and two isolations. Um, you know, you have to do a, a set, two sets of, of warming up. And that's something that I, again, I didn't even believe in because until I started lifting with some pretty serious guys who literally they're, they're not even lifting a, a lot of weight. Um, and, and, you know, they, they really use that, that kind of method, the, the two very light warm ups, And after that three, so you're going to be doing a total of five sets. Um, and again, to make it a little easier, go, go no weight, um, for the, those baby sets and then those last three, make them count, and don't max out that on that third one. Get there, eighty-five percent, um, you know, your max to ninety percent, and then that fifth one really rock through it. Um, and then you can kind of do a little bit more every workout as, as you go, and you know, get to it that way. Um, we mentioned controlling the motion. The, the resting piece is, you know, is a key of this. Not not the actual rest, the the counting the rest. Because if you sit there and, and you're nonsense, especially home, it's easy to, to to have a show going or something. Turn off the TV, put on some good music, whatever. Have that timer on your phone. Um, resting is key, and timing the resting to be able to to get kind of what you know what you want to do and where you wanna where you want to be. Um, by design. Muscle failure occurs when you can't complete another rep with good form, right? So if you're choosing the right weight, it should occur between the 8 and 12 rep range. And as your muscles fatigue during a set, they need to time to really to clear those metabolic byproducts. That's hydrogen ions and lactate, which takes time. So, you know, usually 90 to 120 seconds will get you that perfect hypotrophic kind of piece. But larger body parts like legs, um, if you're doing weights that you're kind of maxing, um, could take a little longer. Smaller muscle groups, arms, biceps, triceps, calves, um, you know, even the forearm stuff, you know, do 20, 30 seconds and rip through it. But if you're trying to, the, the quicker your, you know, your, your rest is, the more fat you'll burn. So that's kind of like the offset. So you, you have to figure that out, you know, on your own. Um, you know, I think I've touched on the benefits of multi-joint exercise. I just want to kind of reiterate that, that multi, just because, it's so, nobody likes doing lunges, nobody likes squatting, nobody likes deadlifting, but they're so freaking important, you know? Multi-joint movements are regarded as the most beneficial um, exercise. This is because, as we mentioned, they engage these various, you know, um, multi, you know, th- these various um, muscle groups very quickly. They, this is due to, you know, there's a reason why it sucks, and this is because their increased metabolic rate, you're going to burn more calories, it's going to increase that RMR, which I knew you, you, I know you know what the resting metabolic rate is from our metabolism episode, um, this is going to enhance increased fat burn, supports effective weight loss, and builds that lean muscle, as well as risking, um, you know, the risk of injury is significantly lower during complex exercises, which is surprising. You know, you would think it's, um, you know, it's it's one 
it's when you're doing these deadlifts or a squat. That's what I always thought, but it's actually the opposite. The simultaneous activity of these various muscle groups creates kind of a harmonious pattern that promotes um, safety as you work out. Um, but there could be disadvantages, and I always want to try to give you both sides of it. Um, you know, multi-joint movements may fail to develop a particular area area of the body. Um, and this is simply because certain muscles during the exercise bear more of the load than other muscles. For this reason, you know, you may just want to, as I mentioned, complement the multi-joint movements with those single-joint isolation movements as well. Uh, I'll list a couple of the most effective, you know, ones that I think work. Um, I mentioned them a little bit here. Squatting, again, body weight. It, it's... I would say the squat is probably the most important um, of all the resistance training exercises. This uses all the major muscles in the lower leg, the thighs, the hips. Um, when it's performed correctly, you know, numerous muscles in the upper body actually help protect that spine. Um, the shoulders, you got to kind of contract those back, push those back and down. And it kind of gives you more strength in your neck, in your upper back, all that stuff. Uh, I would say there really is no other primary movement that can that, you know, you can kind of mimic it. So just do the squat, you know. Um, most people do use variations, so just be use the, the main squat to start. Um, no heavy barbell and all that stuff. Um, you know, you're probably thinking, fuck, squats suck. But I know, I know. Uh, the next one, lunges. Another one I hated. These are using the same muscles as the squat, uh, replicating that kind of primary movement pattern um, that, you know, whenever you're walking up and down stairs up and down hills, um, really working that psoas muscle right right above the, the adductor. Um, it's suitable for everybody. So again, just walking, this is something even when I'm doing my, my walking lunges, I'm only doing 15, 20, 25 pounds. But it is something that really helps burn calories. And I think it's just kind of, if you look at the squat as power, this is more of a finesse. Um, you know, I would say they're very similar, but look at it like a squat, just like kind of one leg at a time. So deadlifts, uh, another serious contender for the most important, um, when appropriately loaded, the deadlift does use more muscles than any other resistance exercise. So that's because, you know, it's connecting the lower back, your, your hammies, um, up to, you know, you're gripping with the bicep, you're kind of snatching a little bit, um, building strength, losing weight. It's fantastic. Um, it's definitely one of the most complex pieces, but um, especially com comparing it to a squat, but you really should get used to doing this. It's really important, you know, even if you don't want it, it's not about looking good, it's about being healthy, that lower back, um, you know, that's the, the most important piece to, to really look at. Chin-ups, pull-ups, um, we kind of know that. I don't want to bury the head. The, the supplement for a, you know, a chin-up or a pull-up could be a lat pull-down. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be using that just because uh, of not being in the gym. Bent over rows, another great pulling exercise. You know, you should always be complementing a pull exercise with a push exercise, either uh, on a daily basis, do push one day, pull the next day, or going back and forth with exercises if you're more into a full body. Um, this is, you know, a, um, a pulling exercise similar to the pull-up or the chin-up. As, the, you know, you're basically just putting the bar uh, in front of you, kind of having a parallel, I would say, you know, bending down 75, 80-degree um hip hinge type movement, and then pulling that bar up to your, basically up to, to your belly button. Um, this places greater demand on those core muscles. And you'll see everybody who's bent over rows who could really heavily do that, especially that in the deadlift, um, shred it in the core. So push-ups, you guys kind of, you know, we know that. Bench press, I mentioned that. Um, you know, I saw a barbell curl. 
um, those gland muscles. I think that's great, but you know, it's for me, I, it's, it's a problem. And I think it could cause a little bit of, of that tendonitis in the elbow. If you're keeping, you know, those elbows tucked in tight and just, if you rep it out too many, so, so keep anything with a barbell or, or lifting it or curling, um, try to be on a little bit of a, of a, of an angle because you don't want to really put too much function on that as well. Um, I would say, I just wanted to hit the last piece that there is a little bit of a difference between resistance training for men and women. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a, of a, of just a longer answer, but you know, very simply put men produce 10 times more of the hormone testosterone than women do. And, uh, so they actually build more muscle mass much more easily than, than women. Sorry, women, um, women and men also differ in their muscle mass distribution, especially in the upper body. Uh, women, also tend to mature a little earlier than men because uh, we're babies, but allowing them to begin uh, resistance training earlier. So, you know, women do have less muscle mass, but they are also more likely to suffer from deconditioning. So, you know, this phenomenon is actually where the woman loses muscle mass quickly after a short period of non-activity. Um, this is why women should always keep their resistance training going. So, you know, keep it at a lower intensity, but just taking breaks is not the best um, for women because if you don't use it, you lose it. So, um, you definitely want to stop those muscles from, from deconditioning. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm, oh, wow. We're over 20 minutes here. Okay. Perfect. Um, if you have any questions, please email, email me at the podcast. I'm causing the effect podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, I'm more than happy to help. If you guys want, um, my training regiment programs, I'm more than happy to send those over to you. I can't fit it in the, in the links, but Definitely email me. I'll get those over to you as well. Uh, I love this episode. I hope you guys did too. Stay safe. Stay positive. Stay blessed. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.